Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got my two good friends. Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. Yeah, and if you're new to the show or you're returning, we, uh, we appreciate you clicking on and listening. Uh, we talk about a couple things here. We do uh, beards. So beards is kind of a catch-all. It could be beard product, beard reviews, how to maintain your beard. I'm still trying to bring neck beard back and make it a positive term, which I'm still losing. It could be games. It could be talking about cigars. It's a really big catch-all. Uh, then we go into brews. So any kind of brewed beverage, usually alcoholic, uh, usually craft beer. And then finally, we get into uh, bourbon. So we'll sample bourbon. We'll tell you about it. We'll think about it, how it tastes, smells, looks like, et cetera. And if you stay to the end, uh, we do the silent B, which is some kind of topical issue I thought of two seconds before the show started. Uh, it's pretty fun. We usually have a good time. So with that, I think we're going to jump right in. The water feels fine. Jim, why don't you lead us off with uh, the beard product or beard uh, article or something? What you got for us? Something. <laughs> I got something, something for you. Beards. <laughs> beards, beards, beards. But uh, yeah, lately we've been doing like a lot of just article kind of reviews and, and kind of breaking them down, discussing them. This one's kind of simple. It's just basically rules for growing beards for newbies, basically. It's uh, off a of men's journal, which is it's a kind of well-known website. Uh, talking about beards, so you kind of listen to what they got to say. This is actually, I believe, from last year around the Movember time, where people like a for like a better term, they they love to just grow the beard in, in November because that's been established as the men's month, I guess. I don't know how that happened. Where'd that come but, from? I don't remember. I don't know where that came from either. Sport games, maybe. I it's mean, possible because like, uh, I know baseball. They did the whole thing where we were not going to shave until we until we get knocked out of the series or something like that. Maybe that's yeah. where it came from. But basically, I had to start growing. And it, basically, the first rule was they expect it to look ugly. Some of us have had problems growing beards. <laughs> and so sometimes it doesn't look it doesn't look great when it's coming in. So you may want to just like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to quit. But no, just keep going. Kind of keep with it. Especially yeah, these can- days when we're mostly wearing masks in public. So maybe yeah. it looking. No one can see your patchy beard with your mask yeah, on. Exactly. So that's kind of an update to this article. They call it the caveman look, but hey, I've seen a lot of cavemen that keep it looking like that the entire time they have it. So I think you can get away with it. And then the second rule is apparently do not touch, which is really hard for me because we the whole touch, especially now again, living in the new uh, world we're living in now is like not touching your face, but that makes you want to touch it more. Uh, especially if you're a first time grower as they say in the article. So it's definitely like just resist the urge to scratch it and, and kind of reshape it until, until it grows in a little bit more full. And I think that's, that's important. Like a lot of, when you first start growing your beard or you, you have this idea, Oh, make it look like this and make it look like that. Yeah. Like, no, just, just let it grow in, get, you know, a couple of weeks growth on it, then, then start shaping it, then start doing stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And also, also helps kind of leads into rule number three is uh, keep keep it hygienic. Definitely still clean it in the shower. Not don't just let it. Don't don't, don't be a caveman and just let it grow and not like get the crumbs out of it. Like do not touch me. Doesn't doesn't mean don't take care of it, especially with your face. Keep your keep your skin hydrated. Uh, use the e word exfoliate, all that good stuff. So yeah, definitely do that. Also, then uh, of course, like the, we've talked about beard oil and moisturizing oil before. That's something definitely look into. 
because you're going to get dandruff and split ends and it's going to irritate your skin if your beard's like that. Yeah, you want to moisturize, use some oil to keep it, keep your skin. Well, I mean, that's how you don't get dandruff. That's how you don't get the, the dry, itchy skin as you moisturize Ooh. and use lube. Uh, sorry, they, they say lube, lube your whiskers in there. Lube, yeah. That was yeah, cracked me up a little do. bit. Like, yeah, Jiffy lube that beard up. <laughs> Why did it crack you up? What are you talking about? Lube? I don't know what you're talking about. What, I don't know. What is that? 10 year old Greg. Oh, be sure when you order lube, just make sure when you order lube through Amazon that you're getting the right one. Because <laughs> you may end up with something that. Unless you were going for that, it's up to you. But that's uh, hey, you know what it doesn't matter as long as it's got five stars. I don't care. It's 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 all good. all right. Definitely, uh, whatever lube you want to use, to use it. Yeah. Uh, uh, water based, oil based, Astroglide based. You know whatever. Olive oil, crankshaft lube. You know whatever. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not as long as you're not grinding your gears, you'd be all right. Good enough for a Shelby GT. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for my face. That's right. <laughs> Now, one rule I saw in here, number five, was invest in a quality comb. I've never seen a beard. I mean, I guess I have, like the old-timey like barbershops. Like, maybe I've seen them because they talk about wooden combs. So I've never – I don't think I've ever used a comb on my beard that I can well, recall. Well, to, to be fair, you typically aren't going to – so you got to have a pretty thick beard before you whip up a comb. Um, I think a better – statement here would have been to talk about a beard brush so something like you know wood handle and you get some natural fibers like um uh, boar's not boar's Ooh. head boar's hair i got that right this boar's time. hair boar's hair you know order that and that'll uh, yeah <laughs> can i get a boar's head for my face <laughs> but uh it'll help it'll help distribute the oil put in your beard and it kind of can comb and look exfoliation there it's going to be a better choice Ooh. than the comb to start with once you get down to like I don't know, four inches maybe of growth, maybe then, then get the comb out. And I have seen, my wife actually bought me a metal comb, but it's like a square that could fit in your wallet apparently. So I guess it, it has those, the little bristles on one end of it. So I guess you could use something like that if you really wanted to kind of, I mean, maybe like you just eating a Boris head sub and you're trying to get the crumbs out of your beard, you'd start combing them out maybe. Maybe that's what the a comb would be good for. <laughs> the, the crumbs do it everywhere yeah yeah they do so yeah definitely it might work out with the comb um let's see going kind of towards the end of the article no just uh as you groom uh just be aware of what your of what your face shape is because i mean you know how you look with a beard so just i don't necessarily try to emulate other people with different facial styles even though the beard may be something that you want to grow into because they may have a completely different face style than you do. So it may not work quite the same way on your face. So just kind of be aware of your face's shape and then go from there. Yeah. And that leads into the last week's article we talked about, uh, or last show's article rather we talked about was like, there's like 30 different beard types we were showing mm-hmm. going through. I don't remember the name of the website, but we'll, we can put a link up, but uh, I think you did put, you did put a link up on our Facebook page. I did. I did today. Yeah. So go back late. to our Facebook page and see what that article is. But it's, it's neat. It shows you all different types of beards and mustaches, you know, pencil, et cetera, et cetera. So. Mm-hmm. But then uh, once you have grown the beard, that's when you just want to start pulling out the toys and, and uh, kind of shaping it up. And then that's when you can really kind of define it. And then you can start using more of the products to, to kind of flush it out. And then, uh, yeah, that's basically, like I said, pretty simple article. 
it's a quick, easy. It's about maybe a eight minute read. If, if that, yeah, if that, it's, it's pretty quick. Um, I do like that. They, and you see this a lot in any kind of beard article you're reading when you're talking about shaping, like the Adam's apple is kind of like the, the point where you determine where, how long your beard goes. So basically Ooh. rule of thumb is like an inch or two inches, you know, a finger or two above your Adam's apple. You don't want to go too high. Otherwise it's a chin strap. Oh, you're too the, low. Yeah. You're the Adam's apple pro, right? So you know all about that. I do. I have a giant Adam's apple and you can easily see it from the, you know, from the moon, but uh, <laughs> makes it easy for to, to determine how far the, my beard goes. So there you go. Yeah. It's like a pretty simple stuff to pretty simple rules to follow and just, yeah, just don't rush into it and just let it grow out naturally and then just take care of it once it's done. Once, once you're I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just show, uh, uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but I've been watching RuPaul's drag race with my wife and, and the catchphrases don't fuck it up. So that's just in summation. Just don't <laughs> fuck it up, you know? Okay. Don't fuck up your beard. Uh, yeah. Just no. Just just don't fuck it up. Um, but yes, in this case, it's it's your beard. Just just do it right and don't fuck it up. I, I prefer uh, Tim. Uh, I can't remember. Gun. Tim Gun. Tim Gun. Just make it work. You know. Okay. Like, I like Tim Gun. Yeah. He, yeah. He's cool, dude. He's dapper. He's a very dapper guy. He like nice suits. Yep. Yeah. Always fancy. Well, don't forget he was uh, he was Neil Patrick Harris's custom suit guy in uh, in How I Met Your Mother. Yep, that is true. Custom suits. Yep. All right. I think that's going to do it for the beards portion. Now we're going to segue ourselves into a tasty beverage. Segway. Uh, <laughs> segway. Uh, Peter, I think you picked this one out for us. What we got, buddy? Yes, I did. This is, uh, I don't even know how I, well, it's it's from another, it's from Unibrow. And we did, I think we did them last week as well. And uh, like I said, they're just one of my favorite breweries. So this is the Saison 13, the uh, Megadeth. Saison 13. Saison. Uh, Saison. So um, the thing is with this, apparently Dave Mustaine, who is the lead singer of Megadeth, um, partnered with the uh, the brewmaster from this brewery, and they actually became pretty good friends from what I was reading online and, and developed this beer together. So it's a Saison. It's a Belgian-style Saison. Pretty light in color. Um, I just poured it recently. I haven't tasted it yet, but it's really beautiful orange, golden orange color. Saisons usually have a little bit of spice added to them. This one has 13 different spices added to it in honor of Megadeth's uh, album 13, which was their 13th uh, commercially Ooh. released album. I've been a big Megadeth fan since the 90s, thanks to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and date myself, <laughs> go ahead and date myself there a little bit. But yeah, like I said, and, and the nice thing about uh, saisons is they're all they're all so different from each other because it's just the spice is is the biggest or the combination of spices is, is the biggest thing that sets one apart from the other one. So and all the saisons I've had, a lot of them they just they just taste radically different from all of the other ones. So um, light, a little hoppy. This one's only 19 IBUs, um, but to me on the nose it smells a little bit like it should be hoppier than that but i'm really looking forward to tasting it so i say let's uh let's dig on what's in the uh what's the abv uh 6.1 abv 19 ibus that's fairly high for a saison for a saison yeah i know yeah, it's usually it's like, a, like almost a session beer four or five yeah so that's as well you know it's got anything to do with dave mustaine the dude who got kicked out of metallica you know it's gonna you know <laughs> yeah well yeah. hey dave mustaine didn't mess up matt napster so you know what yeah. that's true yeah yeah. That's true. yeah napster yeah too soon yeah <laughs> Way too soon. <laughs> hey, Napster just sold. I think Napster just sold to somebody because they they're still around apparently. Oh my god! Oh my yeah, gosh. them and Lime, them and LimeWire. Lime they're, they're they're still kicking. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for indulging me, guys. Thanks for going out and getting this. And 
here we go. Cheers to you. Cheers. It's got a nice nose. Yeah, very nice. It's the thing, but doesn't it, it smell? Let me see. It smells pretty hoppy. It smells. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I see that. Like there's pine. That you're getting that pine on the nose. That that's kind of generates a, a, a taste of, or a possible taste of hoppiness, but. Yeah, oh, that hops flavor goes away like immediately, though. You get it and then you swallow it and it's gone, at least for me, which is good because I don't like super hoppy beers. It's right. not. You don't say. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it, it does, does go away quick, though. Interesting. Right. But it's pa- It's really when it hits your tongue, though, it's pretty pretty hoppy at first, I think. Yeah, but I love that. Color. that it's just such a, maybe. And I've got some light shine through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's opaque. I know a lot of saisons will get that yeasty kind of flavor. Where they'll get a, a, I forget what they do with, with this. I don't know if it's a secondary fermentation or if it's just wild yeast, but a lot of them will have like that kind of opaque well, look to them. This right. one kind of does. Well, this um, one's not refer, non-refermented. So. Well, yeah, it'll say it'll say bottle fermented or refermented on the, well, you can't really do it. It's tougher with cans. Yeah. Cans will, will bulge up and possibly explode. <laughs> explode. So you, so it's, yeah, it's, if you get the, the wild yeast still continue to to ferment in the bottle, but yeah, this one doesn't have that. But it's definitely the mouthfeel is it's it's there, but it goes away quick. Doesn't linger very too long. But it's I really get the bubbly spices. though, too. Like yeah. the carbonation is really, yeah. It's, I think it's on the front and it's just got a lot of kick, and then it kind of just goes away, which is not a bad thing at all. It's a really drinkable beer. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really digging this one. This would be this is like the kind of thing that I just want to crack open and drink while I'm out in the yard doing work. Mm. <laughs> As half the beers we drink here are, right? That's true. <laughs> it helps the work go faster. Day yeah. drinking. Day drinking. Yeah, I will say it's 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 got a lot of flavor up front, like you're saying, and then it, it just dovetails out pretty quick. Uh it's got a good taste. It just I'm surprised. Yeah. Did anybody else get ban- anybody else get uh get banana? A little bit. Orange and banana is what I I think the banana is coming out as it warms up yeah. a little bit more. But yeah, if it's right off the bat, no. But yeah, I can see I can I can see as it's warming up, I'm getting a little bit of banana. Yeah, maybe like the like the the the, the breath of a banana that someone ate just talking to you. It's just kind of like yeah. <laughs> Jim James is like giving me a horrible face. Yeah, if like someone ate a banana and started talking to you, like you're kind of yeah. But that. even now, I'm in the we're in the we're in the new world now. You can't. If someone's blowing something in my face. I'm like, get fair enough. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear something funny about about weird breath? So my cat. One of my cats is, is kind of sick and we had to take her to the doctor and get blood work and stuff like that. And her potassium levels are fine. Great. You know, we can fix that. And then the medication that they give to the cat, it is a, a gel potassium gluconate that's maple syrup. So now it, the cat, I have to feed her and this friggin' cat walks around the house all day smelling like maple, her breath smells like maple syrup and it lasts for hours. It's not just, so yeah, so I've got a blind cat walking around that smells like maple syrup. That, 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 that's my segue guys back to you <laughs> i don't know what to do with that but it's funny yeah uh, yeah maple maple yeah maple syrup, like breaths. Yeah. there we are yeah okay it's good though uh definitely definitely crushable yeah i don't and think this is the first collaboration you say crushable yes yeah okay because it's a mega death song is crushed so you know oh well i, I, see, what you did. I see what you did there but i don't think i don't think this is the first collab collaboration between these two because i know i've seen a previous dave mustaine megadeth beer i want yeah, to say they they did a two le Mans, which is yeah yeah which is a lyrics to one of their other songs off their euthanasia album i believe i think a two le Mans is, is from euthanasia that's a pretty cool little song too 
like I said, I like Megadeth. They're, they're not everybody's cup of tea, but you know, I yeah, I like them. I like them also. But no, yeah, definitely good beer. It's it's this. It's not too too spicy. So yeah, good goes back to the crushable factor. But yeah, definitely definitely easier drinking though. It is a six point two. So you want to still be careful with it because if you have a few of these, I don't think I think probably come in a four pack. So you bought a four yeah. pack and you drink you drink halfway through, then you're like, well, it's hot outside, and then you're gonna still fall <laughs> down doing the yard work. Right on. Yeah, yeah well, I, yeah, I bought my mine single the single price. Another thing too about this brewery is their their beers are not like crazy stupid expensive. expensive. Yeah, they're really affordable and they're, they're really really, really good. Yeah. yeah, for what you're getting, it's really affordable. Honestly, yeah, for a good, it's a good price point. But like, yeah, yeah, that's another reason why they're one of my favorite breweries. All right. Any uh, any final thoughts about this beer before we move along? Giddy up. Nope. I'm about to finish it. That's all I'm thinking. What size can did you guys get? Was it just one size available, or were you able to find a bottle? Yeah, tall boy. Cans? I only okay. saw a tall boy. All yeah, right, I was nice. just curious because a lot of theirs. Yeah, you can get the the pint can. Pint, yeah. So, but right on. Yeah, good. it's good beer. It definitely uh, a little spicy, not too spicy for a saison. If you're afraid of the the oh, there's 13 spices. It's too going to be too spicy. It's not. It, it it's works not. very well. So they blended it, it really well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, d- well balanced. So yeah, definitely. If you want to try something a little bit lighter, not hoppy, but still has a little bit of a kick to it, go out and get this. I don't know if this means anything to anybody else other than my wife, who is currently inebriated, but she tasted it and she said it reminded her of a blockbuster video in the 80s. So I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I don't even think she knows what it means, but uh, Apparently the bouquet on this one reminds her of a blockbuster in the 1980s. So take that and and do what you will with that information. All right, that's enough of that talk. Let's go ahead and <laughs> you're the one who said you want to bring netbeards back, dude. So you know what you brought this on yourself. Yeah, man. What's up I with did. that? Like, I what did. if you have like what if you have like a triple chin or something like that? Then that doesn't you know. I've seen bearded dudes with the with the but it like but they don't. Is it layered? I mean, do they I look like? Still, a sh- yeah, I can still see the chins with the hair, and it's disgusting. Oh. Yeah. Well, so my definition of neck beard is probably different than most. Like I, I think of neck, if I think like of neck beard or bearded neck, I think of like what black adder that, um, the old British TV show. There's a guy with yeah. my beard and it goes like all the way down his neck to his like uh, shirt line. That's not what okay. I'm thinking of per se. Like a Fu Manchu? No, it's mustache. like a close crop, but all the way down. It's gross. That's uh, weird. When I, when I say neck beard, I'm more thinking like, uh, you know, gaming culture, not like, not like dudes who just don't do anything and go outside. Cal- yes. Cal- not the Cal- are you talking about like, are you, are yeah. you talking about the, the dude Sir from Cal- the, Cal- the guy who owns the comic book store for the he, Simpsons? He didn't have a beard though. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spin it as a positive here, you know? Okay. All right. Like just dudes embracing their beards and then they have hobbies that are also gaming and manly and mm-hmm. land parties, you know, right? But they, they, yeah. And then land parties, but they also bathe, you know? Occasionally, all right, guys. Hurry up! I gotta go play EverQuest. If we could wrap this up, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my nineteen ninety six modem is calling me right now. <laughs> all right, that's gonna do it for the uh, I guess a, a roundabout beard portion and our beer brew. Uh, now we are going to go into the bourbon part of the show, which is always fun. Not always. We've, no, we've had some that work. I, I hope that you'll you should like this one a little better than some of the other ones we had. Some of the ones have been like Voldemort, like, you know, shall not be named. I just named him though. Damn it. So now we are in the bourbon portion of the show. And again, this is when we sample bourbons, kind of self-explanatory. Today we are going to have, hopefully, some tasty bourbon. 
This is uh, Henry McKenna. It's 10 years old. It's a single barrel, which always is, I always find single barrels be fun. That means they're not blending across, you know, 10 years, all mm-hmm. the barrels and the, the, the stair, uh, storage. It's literally a single barrel that they're pouring out of. So you get a lot of, uh, say, variability, like the, the taste is going to change per barrel, right? It's not blended to any kind of like particular standard. It's just, here's the 10-year barrel. So this particular one we're going to have is 8235, and it was barreled December 18th of... Oh, nine. Wow. That's a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So just a little bit of history. Henry McKenna is part of Heaven Hill. This used to be really easy to find up here, at least in Virginia. Uh, I used to drink it pretty regularly, regularly. Uh, unfortunately, like all great things, people found out about it. It won a, uh, the national or international bourbon award in 2019. And since then it's really hard to find, um, at least the, the tenure expression of it. So I think that'll do it for a background and uh, it's got really, really pretty color. I like this. Like, Yeah. Uh, it's got the real caramel color. Uh, it's not, it's not light. I, I'm always wary of bourbons that are, that have that light pale straw. This one <laughs> like last week. Like, mm. yeah. Well, like light straw, I would associate with the scotch and that's fine, whatever. But like, yeah. Well, yeah. But bourbon, but bourbon, I want it darker. Something that's been barrel aged, I want it to have color. And this is this is a hundred proof. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a hundred proof. Okay, nice. Now, but I've been I only poured it out a few minutes ago, so it hasn't had a whole lot of time to open up. But the uh, that is a lot of wood on that uh, on that nose there. Mm, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of wood. I'm getting a lot of alcohol. Like it's almost hard to smell what's going on there because of the fumes and it could be just my glass usually i have a well it's actually a pretty wide cup so it should diffuse it a little bit better for those who can't see uh you know greg here is using his red solo cup normally he'd be using a uh, styrofoam cup but uh for special occasions such as the 10 year you know we go to the we go to the red solo only the best it's got a little yep. picture of han han on it <clears throat> you know because he shot first yeah i'm not the nose is i'm, I'm getting it's a hard nose to get, honestly, for at least for me. I don't know what you guys are getting on it. But. Just wood, nothing else. I mean, wood, wood and alcohol. And but some not sugar. Wood, but not wood alcohol. Caramel sugar. Really? Yeah. I don't, uh... Well, it smells sweet. I mean, it's not like it's a narsh. Narsh, that's a good term. A gnarly smell. Gnarly and harsh is narsh. Yeah. Yes. Gnarly and harsh. Well, now now that's a little bit. Yeah. Like, like when I first poured it, like it, like the alcohol smell honestly kind of burned me, but it's opened up and that's mellowed out a little bit, but yeah, I just, I just really just picking up wood. I don't really get anything. I don't get sweet. You're getting a little bit of sweetness. I don't get caramel. I feel like I'm damaging my mucous membranes here. It's uh, it's pretty strong. Definitely has uh, hopefully it doesn't taste as strong as it, uh, the smell is. Well, you know what? If we're going to go with alcohol that, that remind people of the smells of businesses. Yeah. This smells like I'm uh Strolling down the lumber section of my local Lowe's, this is Which pretty. Isn't a bad. This isn't a bad smell, really. I mean, I. It's better no, it's not. At least it's not like uh, the train tracks or uh, Thunder Mountain, where it's all that tar and wood smell. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I do love the smell of tar, though. But that's. Just I me. do love the smell, but I would not want to drink it. <laughs> no, well, gentlemen, I'm ready to give it a shot. Yeah, Solange. Wow, that's a mm. lot sweeter. Wow. That is a lot sweeter than I was expecting. Yeah, definitely. The, the, it, the first thing I get when it hits my tongue is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Raisins. Yeah. Raisin, a little bit of prune. Some kind of dried fruit. Yeah. Definitely sugar. Just uh, definitely sugar. feeling that hundred proof though. At that burn, is it's, it's yeah. there. 
Really? I did not get much burn. I, I got it. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't get a, I didn't get a lot of burn either, but I mean, I took a super, super small sip and kind of like aerated it through my teeth while I was drinking it. But uh, let me try here. Try it again. Yeah. Same thing. I don't get any burn at all. Hmm. I get, I just get, I got, now I, I get the taste of caramel. I didn't get that on the nose, but yeah, I get caramel, gra- um, raisin. Still a little bit of that wood, but not, not like wood. Nose, but. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. The taste, the, the, the nose is completely different from the taste. You definitely get yeah. The sweetness that comes through Pleas- on, on pleasantly surprised, uh, honestly. I, I thought this was going to be not pretty enjoyable, but this is really good, actually. Yeah, it's smooth. It's, it's complex. Like there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah, it doesn't linger maybe as much as some other ones, but the the alcohol burns lingering. I'll tell you that. I actually <laughs> was ex- I was expecting it to have nicer legs with such a high alcohol content, yeah. but the legs on this really aren't. Uh, at least not my glass. They're really not there. Yeah, they're a little runny, honestly. They're not yeah. like lingering. Yeah. All right, not not to uh not to skip too far ahead, but I really am curious now. What's the uh what was the price on this one? Price point on this one? Well, um so if you can find it in a store that's not marked up, it runs about thirty nine dollars, forty bucks. There I'd pay that. Yeah, I would pay that's that. why I used to buy it frequently because it's a really nice bourbon, ten year, you know, aged eight mm. bourbon for forty bucks. That's yeah, and single barrel. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, secondary market, it's way up there. <laughs> so. Yeah, I looked it up on, on uh, while we were talking about it, and uh, the article comes up. It's hard to find it for under fifty. Retail is yeah. what the article is saying, but that was from last year. Yeah. So VABC is going to be state controlled, so it's always going to be whatever MSRP is from the company. Got a ninety-one score in Heaven Hill. Huh. I'm not a big Heaven Hill fan. I've tried it before. Like the then again, that was like the the jug on the bottom of the shelf. Well, so McKenna. Fan. Yeah, they. I mean, this is Henry McKenna Ten. They also have McKennas, which are bottom shelf stuff too. I mean, it's old grandpappy. Yeah. So this won the 2019 Best Whiskey of the Year at San Francisco International Spirits Competition. Okay. I can see. I can see why it won because that that it's a very complex taste. Every barrel should be different. I mean, yeah. they're going to have similar. I would assume similar since they were aged about the same amount of time and you know similar conditions. But each barrel's expression is going to be a little different. Mm. But no, I know I've, I know I've seen this. Like looking at the bottle label, I know I've seen this in down here in Florida, in places. So I'm, now that I taste it, I'll have to look out for it and see. Yeah, I would. I would totally recommend picking up a bottle if uh, you come across it. Add it to your collection or. or yeah, Gregory Scott. If you come across that, grab a bottle for me and uh, Jay Beaverton here. Yeah. So this was my consolation prize. Uh, they had some bottles of Blantons a couple weeks ago, and I went to pick it up, and I was the the seventh customer in a six bottle line. So I didn't, uh, but they had the, the Henry McKenna 10. So I, I picked up a couple of bottles. Somebody's that, uh, some, somebody's got a uh, 40th birthday coming up in a couple of months. Uh, that, that person would appreciate something like that. <laughs> any, uh, any closing thoughts before we close out the show? No, it's, it's, it's good. I would pay 40 bucks for it. I'd pay 50 bucks for it. Actually. It's just, it's a nice little surprise. You know, yeah, I didn't expect it to be that, that's sweet and that tasty. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. The, the nose and the taste are definitely two different things, but they're not the note. Again, we talk about the nose, a lot of wood on that, but it's still, it's still a pleasant smell. So, but yeah, it, the taste is just going to be a completely different. Yeah. See, but, this, yeah. This, is, this is one of those cases where I think it's, it's just, it's important to not just immediately go right to the ice or right to the water without sipping it first. Cause like my initial thing was like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to water this down. And then after the sip, Nope, you don't have to. So mm. I think that's just, that's important to always taste before you 
start diluting because you may not actually need it. Yeah, I no. agree. I think we're all well. I'm drinking mine neat. Are you guys? I yeah, it. yeah. I'm drinking neat. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm gonna like review something, I definitely want to do it neat just to, so I can get the full flavor profile because I don't want to dilute it. If I'm yeah, drinking, or, I mean, at, at, drink least it, start, at least at least start neat and then you know add something if you need to. Yeah, yeah. and that's there's no like a, there's no wrong way to drink it, but starting neat is the uh, at it's least the right it gives way. you it's the yeah. right way at least to start that way because <laughs> then you get the flavor as the uh, Distillers intended. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show. Uh, as always, we uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you supporting us. Uh, I am your host, Greg Scott. And with me, I've got my good friend, Jay Beaverton. And the Irish Giant. Yep. And we are on the social medias. We are on the Facebook. We are on the Twitter. We are on the interweb. Twitter handle is? At Bourbon Beards. Because the um, yeah, Twitter is on the interwebs. Because I think we're we're on the interwebs right now, technically. So technically, yeah. yeah. So everything interwebs, yeah. <laughs> on the dark web. Uh, no. So we do have email. We are at bbbpodcast.net. Uh, again, Facebook and Twitter stream. Um, we like to hear comments. So you know, shout out us, hashtag us, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we always like hearing from you. And if you have any problems with the show, just email host at bbbpodcast.net. That's right. It helps to actually say what the email address is that we are located on. <laughs> it does help. We have an out. email address. That's for us to know and you to find out. That's going to do it. Uh, if you stay to the end, we do have the silent B where we have some fun conversations about fun things. <laughs> yes, very fun things. Uh-huh. But you have to listen to find out. Stay tuned. Oh, oh. Thanks for staying to the end. This is the silent beauty portion of the show. It is all the stuff that doesn't fit. It's too spicy to put in the real episode. <laughs> too hot for TV. <laughs> 19. It doesn't fit and it's too spicy. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> so usually I think of an idea or we, we think of something fun to talk about in the show. I say fun. I find them fun. I hope you guys at home listening to the show enjoy them. So this week we're going to talk about some video games. We, uh, we foreshadowed a little bit, talking about the neck beards and a little bit about the video games earlier. So I guess we'll start out with like maybe maybe a little bit of background on kind of games that we used to play back in the day, you know, kind of gaming now, and then, you know, look forward to the future a little bit, um, where gaming's going to go. And shit shows, my guess, but, you know, maybe, mm. maybe I'm wrong. I know Jim. Jim's old school. He's got He's classically trained on the original NES. Why don't you... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes. where, where'd you start is that your first console you started with you know i was thinking about that it it was my first major console the nintendo entertainment system was what ness is short for for all uh, people that don't know that but i did i think i had an atari at one point because i remember playing pole position i remember playing dig dug uh dig but dug, yeah, yeah like the old school it was like the wood grain they had the, jo- the the old black joystick that was just the one it had the one red button on the corner 
And so, yeah, I think that was like my very first one. Although I do slightly remember PC gaming. My cousin who was older than me had this ninja game on PC. I, can't, I couldn't tell you what the name of it was. And then I remember a friend had a ColecoVision, which oh, had those wow. remotes. And you're like, Pitfall is the only game I can remember for that. When you're doing like, you're swinging over the vine over the gators. Yeah, I never played a ColecoVision. I, I wish I had. Um, I don't think uh, there's a gaming bar in Orlando called Ready Player. Uh, sorry, not Ready Player One. Player One. Let's not mm-hmm. get our IPs confused. Uh, I don't think they have a ColecoVision there, do they? Yeah, not that I saw. They did have this one black. It almost looked like a, a Commodore 64 type computer but it had like this black it was just a black black box black and white screen and it had like asteroids on it but that was not coleco that's actually pre coleco vision but that's yeah, like original game from one of the first ones probably ever or at least a replica of it yeah yeah i'm trying to think what i started gaming on i we had the atari we had the uh, 2600 mm-hmm. and i think we had a couple of versions of it. my uh we still actually have the atari here my my wife grew up in the same era as we did so nice. we have all these uh, all these Atari games, which is which is fun. Uh, no Atari, or at least no working Atari, but we got the game. I think we started with Frogger on. Um, yeah, uh, had an old school laptop. You know, like weighed twenty eight pounds, but was slightly mobile. And, right. And we played uh, Frogger on that, and then you know I had a Sega Echo the Dolphins, a fucking horrible game. Rage yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and the whole the whole like Sega, like like I never played Sega. I was uh, once I had a Nintendo. I was that was it. It was like all Nintendo, and then people that grew up that had Segas that were like, oh, "Well, we have Sonic." You, you, you. <laughs> you know, Sonic is nowhere comparable to like the awesomeness that is Mario. It's just, Ooh. I'm sorry, guys, if you guys are Sega fans or whatnot, but it's just not in the same league. I mean, it's, I don't know. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, I just yeah. I, almost, I mean, unless you get to the Dreamcast, because the Dreamcast was way ahead of its time. It's the uh, Dreamcast is the pinnacle of gaming. Honestly, it's amazing, at least for the time frame. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There's I probably suppose. nothing, and it was hackable, which is not advocating hackable, but you could get like, hackable boots, and you could like uh, run a little boot disc in it, and then like oh yeah, you could run all the mods on there too. Yeah, yeah, that was classic. So yeah. Uh, and then I think the real, like the first PC game I really played was X-Wing and then mm-hmm. like the TIE Fighter series. And that was like, God, I still have the disc. It was on 3.5. Uh, floppies. Point, yeah, the floppies, the old school hard floppies. And then I still have the box somewhere here because I'm a hoarder. It was a good time. <laughs> Which I'm excited. Well, I'll leave that to the future of the gaming or the current gaming. But all right, mm-hmm. Peter, did you, uh, what'd you start on, bud? One of my my brothers are way older than I am, so I I grew up playing my brother's Atari twenty six hundred Barnstormer was a great game. Pac Man. Trying to think what else he had on that. Uh, Did you have Joust? Pong didn't have Joust. Pitfall. Fucking Pitfall. Oh my god, I used to <laughs> yeah, fall all the time in the pits. Original Rage Quit Pitfall. Yeah, basically. And then I got the I got my own NES and Game Boy Tetris, Doctor Mario. Mario Brothers 3 was the first game I ever saved up on my own and bought, and that, that of course, was amazing at the time. Classic. Yeah, skipped over the SNES. I didn't get an SNES. Got an N64. And the That's Mario Kart. Yeah, never Mario Kart was the, was the game that uh, that sold me on the N64. I love Mario Kart, and I still play Mario Kart to this day on the Switch. So, yeah, I'm, uh, mostly Nintendo. Uh, I'm looking forward to the PS5 coming out, though. 
because I didn't get a PS4. So it's going to be a big, big upgrade for oh, me. Oh, so okay, you're on, you're one of those guys that's going to because like a lot of people have been talking about because Xbox is coming out with their new one. Yeah. Versus, so you're you're going to be a PS PS5 guy. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know the. I don't know how the the systems are nowadays, but I know the the failure rate is, from my understanding, the failure rate for Nintendo is is the the lowest. Nintendo's are the most reliable systems. Sony being next, and then Microsoft, the Xbox is having the higher failure rate of all the large gaming systems. Hmm. So if I'm going to put that much money into a system, I've never had to knock on wood. I've never had uh, a Sony product fail. I've never had a Nintendo product fail. Microsoft. Eh. Um. Plus, there are there are there are game series that that are available only on the PlayStation that I'm really excited about. Ratchet and Clank, I love, um, and I'm looking forward to that. The backwards compatibility with the PlayStation Four. Like I said, I don't have a PS4, but the whole library of games for the PS4. Ah, yeah, they keep promising that. Five. Well, it was they, originally it was supposed to be backwards compatible with the two, three, and four. Right. And now, and now, one of the game developers came forward and said, "No, it's only going to be a PS4." So, I mean. I'm still happy with that. And then the VR, the VR for the PS5 is supposed to be next level. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. So yeah, it's going to be pricey, but I, I haven't, you know, dropped a good amount of money on a new system in quite a while. So I'm, I'm, for, the, for the the garbage wreck of 2020, I'm going to treat myself <laughs> to, to nice a nice treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Hashtag, hashtag treat yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so that's that's Peter's, I guess, uh, transitioning us into the modern era of gaming. Mm-hmm. I'm floored that gaming has blown up as much as it has. I mean, it's always yeah. been for me like an art uh, and, a, and a, an escapism, but it blows my mind that now it's a multi-billion-dollar industry where you can be a gamer bro or a gamer girl or whatever mm-hmm. and make more money than you know people with advanced degrees. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know how sustainable it is, but it, it, it again, it, I think I'm not part of that generation, so it just breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know when it's gonna stop because I, there are people that enjoy. I mean, I'm one of them. I enjoy watching people play games because there's this thing on YouTube, uh, "Good Games Done Quick," where they take games and just they'll 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 speed run them, and they'll just beat them in an in an inordinate time that you spend hours as a kid playing the game and then you're like, Oh yeah, I did it in two hours when you took like you day, it took days to beat it back in the day. Right. It's a 60 hour game and then did yeah. it, you know, 15 minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, it's the, the insane amount of people they're doing it on Twitch that are like entering the contests and it, yeah, it, it blows my mind too that it's happening, but it doesn't exactly surprise me because I guess people want maybe a different kind of entertainment than they're used to getting. Uh, right, it's from, active and passive at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So you relate to the people that are playing the same game that you did or you played, and you kind of feel like kinship with them. I would, I would think that. Oh yeah, I went, I did, I made that same mistake too. Or you did it better than I did. But, but yeah, it's that's great to see you did better than me. So it's, I can kind of see why people find it fascinating to watch. But yeah, where it's gonna go, I, I have no clue. I, it's, it hasn't hit the max saturation yet. I don't oh, think God, so. No. Not a, not even a chance. I mean, because there are people but, that are sponsoring. So yeah, I mean, there there are tournaments now. Esport EA is getting into esports. Uh, yeah. I mean, lots of money being thrown at you know. Uh, prof- I, I I hate to say professional gamers because I mean it's not a sustainable profession at all. But right. I guess now there's you know sports ball games aren't really sustainable. You know, you're you're 30 years old and you're uh, 
you're running back, you're, you're old, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. And it's just like you mentioned the sports games, it's just sprouted into to so many different genres of game. Like, cause like men, men's been around forever, but people are still playing that series, but they're not gamers per se. They're, they're sports fans. What, I'm sorry, start what, off. what, when was it? Madden. Oh, Madden. Madden. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, if yeah. I mumbled that, but yeah, Madden is, it's been around forever. It's been around since the nineties, I think. Since Jordan Madden was a coach, basically. Yeah. And, but then you've got like that, you've got like FIFA has a game and which is of course soccer and, and uh, Tony Hawk is coming out with a new game. Apparently they're remastering Tony Hawk series. That's awesome. I mean, Tony Hawk's what, 53, 54, and he's still rocking out on the skateboard. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, it just breaks down in the genre because it's not just like super, it's not just the Mario series or the Zelda, even the Zelda series has been around forever and Breath of the Wild 2 is going to come out and it's a totally immersive game. It's, you don't have to follow necessarily the, the direct quest. You can do side quests. You can explore this huge digital world they've created. And it's just, if they keep making games of that caliber, like the Witcher series. Yeah. That, the open world stuff is, is because there's so many resources and there's so much, you know, computational power. You can, right. you can have a, you know, this is a world the size of, uh, you know, Alaska, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, not outside of the world yeah, exactly it's a new type Whereas of escapism back in the day you had i don't know the size of your cartridge determined you know the, how much you could put into a game and that's now you just buy a new hard drive or uh, upgrade mm-hmm. you, yeah i, I want to buy some more memory to, to explore further okay all right <laughs> we'll, we'll let you pay us more money well peter what do you think the future game is going to be bud <sighs> vr man yeah um, that's what i think too yeah, absolutely. You know, eventually we'll get to the the whole holodeck thing where we won't need the VR headsets. But you know, for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, we're gonna have to strap stuff onto our faces to be able to get that fully immersive experience. But um, yeah, I think VR is gonna be is gonna be the way to go. Yeah, it's interesting. Like they they projected when it first came out in like 2016 is gonna blow up huge. And it's it's taking its time. It's yeah. not. Uh, you know, it's expensive. Cost prohibitive still for it's a lot of people. So. Yeah. yeah, they're trying. It'll get better. Well, I think the the PS5 will be a good bridge, I guess, because if a lot of people are going to buy you know, the system and they'll probably bundle it up and then yeah, move, well, you know, well, plus, plus Sony market know, basically. PlayStation systems have you know, it's not like you know, back in the eighties where you had a Nintendo and then eighteen months later, twenty four months later, the SNES came out and it you know it, it made the Nintendo obsolete. You know, you've got systems now that have a shelf life of 10 to 15 years, you know, I mean, so they're going to, they're going to, you're going to have all of this hardware that's going to be able to support advanced software. That's going to keep pushing things, you know, for, for years and years to come. So I think that's something that, that Sony and, and Microsoft realized they need to be able to, to have their systems that are going to not only appeal to a mass market, but are going to be expandable and continue to grow with the demands of, you know, of gamers. And, and that's exciting to me because it's not just this static lump of hardware that's going to be obsolete in two years. It's going to have, you know, a long, a long, long life. And that's, that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, de- de- definitely the downloadable or not even having a specific, well, I mean, I guess Xbox and PlayStation are going to stay around for a while, but they're going to maybe more move towards more of a multi, like, well, they already are there. I mean, they, you can play 
you can you can watch TV, you can watch streaming, you can watch movies through them. So they're going to be maybe replace if they've not already replaced like the Fire Stick or something or to that, or it may even get down to like there's we we put all your gaming information onto one one little Fire Stick looking device, and all you just plug it into your smart TV, and you can download all your games, and then just have a remote. So you're you're talking about Google Stadia, which is basically. Mm. As long as you have a big old internet pipe, you know, we're talking like 30, 30 megs, 100 megs down, it's it's not small. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can basically plug in your little stick, your yeah. little controller, and you can play the library games they got. Yeah, exactly. And it may, it may move to that. And especially if we get fiber optic uh, <laughs> in like 5G, which is supposed to be coming around, and, and internet speeds keep getting faster. And then there's no limit to what could happen that way, how small it could get. Yeah, but hey, you know, James, man, if you ever get a switch, you're gonna be, you know, you're gonna love the the NES and SNES games that are included. Yeah, I, so. I need to, I need to probably upgrade because <laughs> I still have a Wii U. Wow. So do I, man. I got a Wii, I got a Wii U, I got a DS, I got a Switch, I got two PS3s, a <laughs> Nintendo SNES. I think there's a PS2 buried somewhere. So you know, you guys are hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah, well, I mean, that's 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 me and Joe putting our collections of, of hardware and software together. So, well, guys, I think that's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sign off here. I am your host, Greg Scott. With me, I got my two good friends, Jay Beaverton, Irish Giant. <laughs>